Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We are locked and loaded, ready to go. Uh, so much to go over this week. Obviously, we're going to be talking Michigan, Michigan State. That's obviously the number one topic on everybody's mind. Um, we're also going to be talking uh, some NFL action as well. We're going to be checking in on your Detroit Lions. Uh, is there still reason to believe in this regime? We're going to talk about it, and we're just going to do a general check-in around the league. We're about halfway through, so figured, you know, let's see the the stars, the duds, and everything in between. You know, some of our early um, – you know, observations going on, you know, as we kind of get ready for the for the playoff stretch here to end the season, uh, which is weird to think we're already halfway through the NFL season. We're going to be talking some wrestling news as well. We're going to be talking a little bit of Halloween Havoc from NXT just because of all the title changes. And we're also going to be talking uh, the Ring of Honor news coming out here. We don't usually talk about Ring of Honor on a consistent basis for obvious reasons. Um but I do think it is noteworthy as far as the business is concerned. So lots of stuff to go and over. Yeah. Cade played his first game. Oh, today. and Cade oh played his first God. game. So we'll do a quick Pistons check-in as well. It wasn't on TV because they were like, ah, hockey's yeah. more important. Yeah, but they went literally anything else besides Pistons-Orlando Magic. But it's okay. But did I illegally stream it? <laughs> yes, I did, baby. Um, yeah, so maybe we'll do, a, we'll do a quick Pistons check-in as well. But let's just jump right in, Mike. The, the hot news um, – of the of the weekend, really, right? Michigan, Michigan State, six versus eight. Michigan State gets the dub, 37-33. Um, we were right in the fact that we both had Michigan State winning this game. We as, both had them winning by four points. Too. I know we did, which is weird. I, as soon as Michigan uh, – Michigan at one point I think had um, – I think they had 20 points or something like that, didn't yeah. they? And I was like, well, they're done scoring. <laughs> 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 I was like, well, all right, yeah. State, one more yeah, touchdown. I was like, yeah, State's going to score here and everything else. But, uh, no, it was a good game. You know, yes. you, you mentioned to me that if this was any two other teams in any other game, I think a lot of people would have been like, wow, that was a great game. Yeah. And No, I, and I only say that from, like, because yeah. we're in Michigan. Of so course. Like, if we, if yeah. us as Michiganders were, like, right. yeah. watching, LSU, like. LSU, Alabama, you go, wow, wow that, that was a phenomenal, phenomenal game. game. Because yeah. you don't have that rooting interest. Uh, yeah, but exactly. because you have the rooting interest. Right. You might have been hurt or happy about absolutely more. right. Michigan State's probably going to jump into the top six. six. Yeah, I don't because I don't think anybody else in the top five lost. No. You know, Alabama had the bye. I think I think the question you can say is was this win more impressive than Ohio State's over win over Penn, Penn State. State? Yeah, I don't think they'll go that well. I think no. I think Michigan well, Michigan, State will be six. Well, Ohio State shouldn't have been ranked ahead of Michigan or Michigan State anyway because they had a loss, but. That's the way it goes, right? So they also, anyway, they also decimated like four straight teams. Back oh, back, I know, and that and and, and we'll talk about the Ohio State factor of this game too as yeah. we kind of wind it down. But uh, just overall impressions uh, of the game, um, to me, this just speaks once again to the fact that Michigan in big games finds a way to lose games. Yeah. Like I, I and I don't, I don't. It's not. It's not even a Harbaugh thing. I know people yeah. are calling for Harbaugh's head today, and honestly. I don't think it's unjustified, quite yeah. frankly. But at the same time, I go, it's a 16-point game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just certain things about this game where you just go, I, I, it, yeah. it's so, Michigan. I, I, and, yeah. that, and that's the thing about it. And that's, I think, why my negativity about this team has been so, you know, transparent over the last two seasons is because I'm just – I can't find myself investing because I know that they're going to – they're always going to build it up mm-hmm. only to let me down. Yeah. So, so I have like a five minute soliloquy. We're gonna go for it. I am gonna be a lot of fun. Sit back. I'm gonna pick my feet up. Gonna put my hands behind my back and let's go. So, so I wanna I wanna first start with the fact that I don't I I never blame refs for losses. No. 
I think it's stupid. Yeah. I, I've never the only times every Michigan fan hates you right now. Every Michigan fair. fan hates me. Yep. But like we talked a lot of Lions games where you're mm-hmm. like, oh, like we've had the 10 second runoff. I think that was the only exception to this rule. Yeah. And then even the illegal hand to the face Packer game, I was like defending. I was like two of them. There was two of them, but I was like, you were up 10 points near the end. Blah blah blah. blah. Like I think there were yeah. chances that you could win the game, but you didn't. Yeah. So I'm not a, I'm not on this whole train of blame the refs. I will say there was one call which was the strip sack at the end of the first half yeah that Aiden Hutchinson fallen in the end zone mm-hmm. and that was overturned because his shin was down I'm okay I'm like I don't I, I'm cool with the shin being down part mm-hmm. I don't think there was video evidence right. that showed that, when that the ball left the ball while the shin while was the down. shin was down right I don't have a problem with the Especially shin because you called it a touchdown on the field exactly so like that was a part overturning that, that means yep. you had a view that you didn't show us of your like there's the ball clearly leaving yeah or clearly being no. there while the shin was down which I didn't see off the reviews that they had. Right. So I thought that was kind of – that was, like, iffy. Yeah. Other than that, I have no problem with what the refs did. I think yeah. they called a pretty clean – there were a lot of penalties outside I, of yeah. outside of some defense stuff we'll talk about that yeah. I got really annoyed with. Mm-hmm. But I think it was a pretty clean game otherwise for yeah. the refs. So now I'll go to my percentage blaming of what I have. <laughs> so I have this game blamed 80% on Jim Harbaugh, 15% on Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator – and 5% on a certain player I'm very sad to disclose about, <laughs> but we're going to get there later. We're okay. not going to reveal the name of the said player yet. Okay. If you've watched the show at all, you know exactly who he's talking about. <laughs> or you're going to be like, wait, who? <laughs> yeah, no. But um, first we're going to start with – and I'm going to give Jim Paul Harbaugh a little praise. So, like, last – I think it was last week or two weeks ago, yep. Jim Harbaugh came out and was like, Cade McNamara was our starter for a reason because he's the reason why we're 7-0. Yep. And in this whole week I was like – He's not the reason you're 7-0. There's a whole bunch of reasons. J.J. McCarthy probably could have got you to 7-0. Yeah. And there was a very specific play. And I told yep. – I was watching the game with the whale man. Yep. And I told him this exact play. So J.J. McCarthy came in and did this, like, read option for, like, nine yards. And right. it was, like, third and one. Mm-hmm. So they threw Cade McNamara back in the game. This is how intense I watched this game. Mm-hmm. So I, I can, like, recall this exact yep. play. So it was, like, a play-action pass – the guy, the receiver from the right side ran all the way to the left. Yep. He had the corner and the safety both beat. So, right. like, if you threw it pretty far back, then, so you probably could make the throw. Right. Cade looks at it, about to throw it, and decides, you know what? I'm going to run for this 10 yards and get a first down. Yeah. And I was like, that is the reason yep. why Cade McManera is your starter yep. and why J.J. McCarthy isn't. Because yep. J.J. McCarthy on that third and one launches that bad boy. Yep. And whether it's intercepted, yep. caught for a touchdown or whatever, he's making that splash play. Yep. And Cade's like, I know the situation. We need yep. a first down here. Yep. So I'm going to go get our first down, which later ended up being a scoring drive for Michigan. Right. A touchdown drive. Right. Not a field goal drive. Mm-hmm. So that was like that was like one that I was like okay good for Jim Harbaugh seeing something I didn't see in right Cade and I mean they and do being see able it to like control that all ball. through the spring right through practices obviously now do I like it long term no, no I don't I don't however I, I get it yeah you know like I I I truly think if JJ started this entire season I don't think Michigan's undefeated at this and point and honestly I I also I don't think that Cade has been helped and I have said this multiple times with the play calling that yeah. Josh Gaddis has done I think there are times I thought there was a time in the Northwestern game that we talked about two weeks ago where you had a whole series where it's deep shot deep shot check down and I go what. Where what what kind of rhythm is that offensively? Like that's not your game, yeah. right? And so I I think and I don't blame that on Cade. If you say, hey, listen, we're going we're going deep on this. We're going to take a shot, and it's not open. There's nothing that that kid can do. Yes. 
do I still prefer McCarthy over McNamara from a long-term perspective? Yes, mm-hmm. I do. However, this game, as you'll kind of you're alluding to, yes. kind of open. I think opened a lot of people's eyes to go. Okay, I understand. I, I get why. Kate's why? This yeah, exactly. Because maybe JJ, as much as the splash plays are there, you saw the touchdown pass, high mm-hmm. point of the ball. Also, I think Michigan found a receiver that is going to be legit here. Yeah, in the next couple years. years. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think you saw the splash play, but you also saw the fact that, and there's the freshman. Yes. So I'll let you keep going. I'll let you keep going. Yep. Yep. So go so we're now so now after giving that minor praise to Jim Harbaugh yes. for having Cade play all year, and mm-hmm. I think he's done a really good job. And I think this is his best game as a Michigan as a player. Michigan player, absolutely. Ever. Yes. And this is Josh Gaddis's best play calling game. I thought he ever. called a really nice game. I don't think I had really any problems with I, most of the play calls until maybe the end. Yeah, I there was a couple plays on the on the last drive where he wanted to throw an interception. Yeah. I felt like while yes, you need to have urgency, you had a minute left on the 50-yard line. I didn't feel like you needed to force it into coverage. Like yeah. even on the I'm, and I'm nitpicking clearly yes. here, but like on the interception specifically, he throws into triple coverage. Now it's to his tight end, who he loves. I get it. Yeah. But who I like too as well. But you had the guy at the two yards in front of the sticks, mm-hmm. where it was an eight yard game where he could have went out of bounds. Yeah. And you could have easily just kept going. Yeah. I didn't feel like they needed to push it as hard as they could because they're not that kind of football. And team. I also think college rules. Yeah. Because the first down stops the clock, you yeah. had time. You have and time to go yeah. set up something. And, yeah. So you had enough time. And Michigan State had shown they hadn't been able to stop the pass all game. So yeah. I just felt like in those moments, it almost went like you went a complete away from what you do best, which mm-hmm. is make the smart read. Get the first like chunk of what you had yeah. fifty seconds. I was like, if anything, if you're gonna run that kind of offense, have JJ in the game. Yeah, if that's have a time chuck you it. have him chuck have it, him have him make it throw. Yeah. yeah. So I that is the only if I have one complaint about McNamara's game, it, it was that last two drive where I felt like they were trying to push it too hard. Now obviously mm-hmm. you can't run the ball in these situations, but you were running the ball. Well, I mean, you were passing the ball well with the underneath stuff with the, the slants killed them all yeah. day long. Those kinds of plays where let's just chunk, let's just eat away at it. Give yourself two or three shots with 12 seconds left on the game clock to score. Mm -hmm. And you didn't do that to you. You didn't give yourself that chance, which is my only complaint if I have one at all. But this game's not on Cade. No, it's not on Cade. It's not on Gaddis. It's basically. No, I don't think, yeah. I thought the offense moved the ball consistently. It's not them. Which is why 85% I put on Harbaugh because Harbaugh, I, I think in a game of this magnitude, you can't kick field goals. Yeah, and and here and you can't kick field goals as often as he did. Yeah. I think so, and and like I think you would agree with me on this. Michigan got the best start you could have ever asked for. Oh in yeah, this right. Game, where pick, you go touchdown, pick ninety. You're like, yeah. oh, Michigan's pass defense is awful. You get an interception. Right. Oh well, Michigan doesn't have the big explosive pass play. They get a ninety touchdown. yard touchdown. Right. Okay. Well, we're just gonna run it right down your throat. Three and out on three runs, right? And then you get the ball back and you go right down the field and you kick a field goal. Right. That field goal I'm okay with because yeah. you want to go up yeah, two, two scores. scores. Fine. Yep. But then you you get into situations where you're up ten seven in the red zone. You go, I'm going to kick this field goal. Where I go, mm. you're up ten seven. Right. Thirteen doesn't do anything. For Thirteen you. doesn't do anything, but seventeen yeah. would do something for you. Yeah. And even if you turn the ball over, you're still up three. So if they score, mm-hmm. it's still a one possession game. It's not like you're losing possessions at that point. I, I don't think kicking a field goal is a good call at there. this game too. Michigan's gonna go back and go. They should have won this game. Blake Corum had a touchdown on that second drive. Yeah, he did. I he mean, dropped I one. mean, he dropped it. He's wide open. It, there, I mean, yeah, there's a safety kind of in the vicinity. But how Corum's gonna Corum's. outrun him? He's yeah. gonna outrun him. You have a touchdown there. To go up at that point, it would have been 14 0. Yeah, it, no, it would have been 
No, it would have been yeah, it would have been to fourteen nothing. Yeah, right? because they, they kicked the field goal. goal they wouldn't have kicked the field. It would have been a fourteen nothing, right? And then you know Michigan State's going to have to go one dimensional there to mm-hmm. kind of get back into the game a little bit, where yep. you were able to put pressure on him, and it changes the game. Now it's all about missed opportunities. For me, I agree with you hundred percent on the Harbaugh perspective because once again, this is another big freaking game that they come out and they don't get the job done. Mm-hmm. Now. Do I think that they should have been? I think some people have them favored by like ten and stuff. And I was like, that's a bit extreme. Like these no. two, they're both undefeated. They're both good football teams. But you cannot be up sixteen that late into the game and completely just go blah and and yeah. and let one guy. Yeah. Like at one point they had one touchdown when there's one linebacker on the field, mm-hmm. and Josh Ross gets sucked in, and instead of going to the left a gap, he goes to the right a gap. And he's gone. Yep. And you go, what? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what? What? What is? What is that? Yep. You know what I mean? I go, your defense is playing pretty solid, but it's one dude, yep. one dude. So yeah. So that comes to my second point. Oh, so I get. It. That's why. So I give Jim like eighty. It's gonna be eighty-five percent at the end, but it's eighty percent at the yeah. moment. Yep. I gave I gave Mike McDonald fifteen percent because, and this goes also to the penalties. A lot of penalties that Michigan got where. I was like, you're subbing way too much. Yeah. And you and I'll give you I'll be okay with the first two mm-hmm. because I was like, okay, they're just going quick on you and yep. you're trying to sub. But yep. you have to adjust. Yep. And you have to go, okay, they they're they're out in the They scored twice on us subbing. On us subbing and not being the defense ready. wasn't set. Like like you Straight run up. they you have they have three receivers out. So you're like, okay, to counter that, we're gonna run a nickel mm-hmm. defense. Fine. Totally yep. cool. Makes yep. sense. So they run a play, they get like eight yards. I don't know why at that point you're like, oh, we need to sub into our base 3-4 defense yep. where I go, just keep your nickel out there because yep. who's going to guard the third receiver then? A linebacker? Right. right. So I thought some of those <clears throat> things, subbing, yep. really when you didn't really need to, I well, felt like. also understanding the game. They went hurry up. They didn't sub. You cannot sub your biggest defensive lineman in and out of the game and expect them to not hurry up and quick hike you. Because if anything else, even if you have a pick six on that play, it's a free play for Michigan State. Yeah. So you have to understand the situation, and that's on Harbaugh as well, which I think is where your uh, the other 5% comes yeah. from him, is where you have to tell your defense coordinator, stop freaking subbing. Like, hey, guy, four times in the first half I think you got caught with that, two of which results in touchdowns, mm-hmm. easy touchdowns, by the way, where your defense isn't set. You cannot – have that happen and then to the second half when it happens again that's where i go i lose my mind and Mm -hmm. i go what is your freaking problem Mm -hmm. find your best 11 and get them out in the field yeah to start the first to start the drive because when michigan state wasn't able to go quick and hurry up they had no offense Mm -hmm. they could not move the ball it's only when that happened when they got a rhythm Uh, and you're dead yep and you're dead. Let that kid go. I mean, shoot, he, he, <laughs> he's got to be one of the favorites to win the Heisman. He's got to be, right? It's Yeah, he's in the top five, I believe. Yeah, with, I mean, good lord. quarterbacks, probably. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. And then my last 5%, which is very unfortunate I have to give it to this guy. Yeah. Um, I'm giving it to J.J. McCarthy yeah. because he had a couple very – bad plays near the end of the game and my other and which is why jim harbaugh like moves yep. up and gets part of that five percent also yep. which is why he's at 85 percent because i look at it and i go i understand in the first half mm-hmm. you're going both mm-hmm. you know like you're putting jj in there to run a little bit and mm-hmm. open the field up cade's your yeah. your guy your, yeah. your qb1 or whatever but when the second half comes around and 
you're tied 30-30. Especially once you watch that J.J. McCarthy fumble. Like, he, like, he chukes a guy and just, and just loses drops it. The ball. And I go, at that point, he... you should be like, you're out. You're never, you're not seeing this field again. Mm-hmm. And the first play yep, of the next drive, down. it's 33-30 to 30 yep. with, like, six minutes left in the fourth quarter. And you go, J.J., you're going to go out to start the game. And he fumbles again mm-hmm. on the very first play of the drive, mm-hmm. which lets Michigan State get the ball at midfield to go right down the field on you again to score, score the game-winning touchdown. Yep. That's something where Kate needs to be in the game at that yeah. point. You, yeah, there's no reason to take him. Like, there's no, like if yeah. Kate had three interceptions and was playing awful like I'd be like, you know what? Fine. I go, big deal. Big right. deal. Absolutely. But when Kate has two touchdowns, 300 yards, and he's completing 65% of his passes, yep. I'm like, why is J.J. in the game at this point? Right, yeah. It, it wasn't needed, especially if you're going to run the ball. Yeah. Like, I get, and that's always been my biggest bitch. I go, McCarthy is not the fastest guy out there. It, this isn't, it's not like we got Denard running the read option here, okay? It's, 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 he's a quarterback. He's a, he, he's yeah. got a big arm, you know, and he's got a lot of upside. I'm very excited to see what they do with him, but yeah. you're, you're 100% spot on where it's like you're overthinking this. Yeah. You're over college footballing this. Like, yeah. why not? You're going to run the ball, put McNamara in the game, yeah. put Haskins or Corum back in the single set, right? Put two tight ends in there. All right, and let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Give me twelve personnel. If yeah. you're gonna run, you're gonna run beefy. Let's run beefy yeah. and run at them. Now it's you just, shouldn't because they shut it down all game. Yeah. But if you're gonna do it, why? Because yeah. he's not keeping it. Yeah. That's the other thing. He's not I was like, because I, I was like, I don't understand. Because I was like, if you run a design run, yeah, why just, why isn't yeah. Keaton in there to yeah. give it to him? Right, exactly. Like oh, for the like, but but McNamara or not Mar- uh, McCarthy has not shown this year either. Where it's like, oh, he's a big play waiting to happen. He doesn't have a. 80 yard run to his name, where he's just like, see you later. He's a a good guy. Yeah, he has a couple good plays. I understand why they put him in to run the ball because he is faster than McNamara. Of course he is, for sure. But I also go, if if you're just running halfback dive, anyone can can hand the ball off on a halfback dive. I don't know why Kate's not in there for a halfback dive. Once again, this goes back to my early comments about this Michigan team is I feel like, and I think they've kind of started to, and I think Joe Klatt actually nailed this, where they kind of started to tailor the offense more to McNamara, using the tight end more, mm-hmm. less deep throws, more intermediate, quick, quick hitters. Like, yeah. all right, let's heat, you know, the slants they scored twice on just mm-hmm. one way and the other. It was the same play. Yeah. Um, but they didn't have, and they still don't, they still don't to some extent, an offensive identity. Mm-hmm. And that's where this kind of stuff bites you in the ass is because now you're trying to run this read option shit with and, – and, and you have a guy out there that the moment may have been a little bit too big mm-hmm. for him. And Blake Quorum's not an experienced running back either. Like, let's be real, right? He didn't play last year mm-hmm. for us. So it's not like you had Haskins in the game. And so you had all these other things going on, and it's like you're just throwing too many variables out there at one time for a very small benefit. Because yeah. he's if McCarthy keeps it, he's not breaking off an 80-yard run for touchdown. It's not happening. Yeah. He's not throwing it because you don't throw it with him in the game hardly ever, mm-hmm. right? And then Quorum was having problems all game getting upfield. Yeah. So it, all these things, you know, in the fourth quarter where you've seen the game play out, this isn't the first drive of the game. This mm-hmm. is nut-cutting time, and you still are – overthinking this when your best player yesterday was your quarterback and it was Cade McNamara. Yes. So as much crap as we get, we've given this dude all year. Yeah. I, he came up and he I, balled I, yeah, out. I, I think this just showed yeah. that like the game manager type quarterback mm-hmm. can work. 
Um, you gotta give you gotta give him his system. But yeah, but you have to give him the right yeah. system. Yeah. And I think in the last three weeks he's been in the right system and yeah. he's flourished. Yeah, quite absolutely. well. Um, but yeah, it was just all three of those factors. Yeah. I think played into them losing. Absolutely. I think I think I think everyone. I think Aiden Hutchinson played amazing. This was from Michigan standpoint. This was the game we'll that I safe, saw but. Aiden Hutchinson. All the hype and everything talked about where you go. There it is. Like yeah. he was a difference maker on the field, yeah. and you felt his presence no matter where he was. You felt it, and yeah. I thought that was big for him, especially for draft stock purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he's um, gonna be a top ten guy taken yeah. anyway. Let's talk about it from the flip side though. For Michigan State, what, what you know, first off, Kenneth Walker five touchdowns. It speaks for itself, right? We're bonkers. Um, is Mel Tucker immediately the favorite for this LSU job now? Yes. Like, does this win immediately put him? I think. I, like, think I know there's been talk about like Lane Kiffin and stuff. He ain't leaving all Miss this quick. No. Um, I I would I wouldn't. Now I would I think that he should. If I was LSU or USC, either yeah, one, yeah. I think you offer him something. Oh yeah. There's I'm no way you don't offer him, him something. Yeah. But I think at this point, if you're Mel Tucker, you go. So you can go to LSU or USC. And you have to go up against, like, if you're, especially more on LSU side, mm-hmm. you're like Alabama, mm-hmm. Auburn, Georgia. But it is. It LSU. is LSU, though. <laughs> and if you're the guy who wins, yeah. you're, mm. but then shit, you Les get, Miles got 10 more years after winning a national championship with Nick Saban's team. <laughs> um, but then, so you have that. You have, USC is probably a little nicer job because you're you're still on the West Coast, but you don't have the powerhouse. Like you have Oregon yeah. and UCLA. But every year it's a little bit harder. But every year, yeah. yeah. But, like, most years you're like, yep. you could be the powerhouse team if you right. want to be. Yeah. Or you can stay at Michigan State, and you're seeing right now in your second year, we're dogging everyone outside probably Ohio State this year. Mm-hmm. And if you play Ohio State even remotely close, mm-hmm. then maybe in a year or two, maybe you can even surpass them. I don't know if you're a coach and you can honestly pass up. LSU. I don't think you at, can. If you're at Michigan State, like if, if they say so, Mel Tucker, we're gonna pay you eight million dollars a year to come yeah. coach LSU I think or whatever. I, uh, not whatever Saban is minus two million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically. Do you, what they now, come. do you think the Ed Orgeron thing would worry people about that job? Because um, it's like even if you win a national championship, the next year you go six and six, you're gone. Like, I like, pro- are you worried yeah, about that? I, I don't think that's – yeah, I think the problem is is that I think LSU has gone from one extreme to the other, went from holding on to less miles, even though you didn't do anything since 2007 when they won the national title with Marcus Russell, to then immediately going the complete opposite where it's like we never – I don't think they ever wanted Ed Orgeron as their coach. Yeah. And I think that they fell into, oh, we've got the one of the greatest college football teams ever assembled mm-hmm. as all 22 players get signed to an NFL team that next season. Um I don't, you know, I think that's one of those things where, like, I think this is, it's, it's kind of like Jim Caldwell with Bob Quinn, where when Jim Caldwell didn't make the playoffs the first, because you know Bob Quinn's first season, they go nine and seven, they play Seattle, get dog walked, right? Mm-hmm. Next year they go nine and seven, and they lose, they don't get to the playoffs, and that's all the ammunition Bob Quinn. Oh, you didn't make the playoffs, you're gone. I want to yeah. get my guy in here. I think it's very much like that, where we're gonna give Ed a season because he did win a national championship, went undefeated, but the following year, if he doesn't. Yeah. If he's not the guy, see ya. Goodbye. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I just think that's kind of how it is for, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Um, I think it's the same reason why L- USC let him go. Mm-hmm. And they should have never let Orgeron go. I think it's too soon for them to let Orgeron go. But I think it is too. But I think at the same time, if you're a coach, if you're Mel Tucker, I don't think you're ever going to ha- – I don't think you're ever going to be this high on this list yeah. ever again. I not be- This is not a shade at him or at Michigan State or anything like that, but – you're you're not 
it's I just don't think you're ever going to be this high. I don't mm-hmm. think you're ever going to be riding this wave of momentum like this ever again where he's not D'Antonio. He's not 60 years old coming to Michigan State, and he's going to turn it around. This is his last coaching stop. Yeah. He's he's got more time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just I just, I just I don't just, see it. Yeah. I, I I see. I'm like conflicted on that because I'm like I do understand like LSU yeah. is like the job you would want mm-hmm. probably. At the same time, off or the, USC, they're both yeah they're both, both great. Yeah. yeah. But mean, off the success that you had, like if yeah. you were if you were like seven and five this year, mm-hmm. I would be like, there's probably and you got the yeah. offer, I'd be like, right. there's like yeah. But 100%. I think he doesn't get that offer if he they go seven and five. That's also probably yeah, true. I mean, but I was like, you're yeah. eight no, uh-huh. and you just dogged everyone this year outside of like i said probably ohio state but in the event that maybe you okay what if ohio state only beats you 32 to 29 or something and it's like so we're even competitive with them and next year we could probably win the big 10 championship and then we can make final four appearances and stuff i think that's also hard to pass up too is having that because lsu you're not yeah you're not doing that in the next two three years yeah because alabama's there georgia's gonna be there it's gonna be interesting to see i don't i don't know i don't know what his thought process is i don't know if he's the front runner or not he's gotta be at this point he's gotta Um, be one of them um for both jobs quite frankly like i just you know it's it's interesting i just think as a coach because coaches egos are so big i also i I also like oh i can turn lsu right i think i I think i think one thing to play into it too is i feel like michigan state will like at one point give Mel Tucker the keys and just like whatever you want, yeah. you get. I don't know if LSU would ever do that. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's because like Ed Orgeron, even after winning a national championship, never got like here's anything you want. You can do mm-hmm. recruit however you want. Like yeah. Michigan State, if they, it, I mean they're gonna go like ten and two this year at the very least at this point, right? So Probably. they're gonna be like ten and two. If next year they beat Michigan again and like be they're like they're like here are the keys. Just get us a national champ or get us in the final like whatever yeah. you need, whatever you want. You right. can sign whatever coaches you want. That like Michigan State, I feel like would be more lenient to give him what he wants to be successful. I don't know if LSU and USC would. Yeah, I think the I think the number one problem that Mel Tucker is going to run into is that I don't know if if they ever can get over that hump of Ohio State, and I think that's the looming problem with that is that like D'Antonio got over Ohio State, like that mm-hmm. was that was how they got there, right? Yeah. And if they're going to do it, this is the year to do it because Ohio State is not Ohio State of years past. I still don't – and I think this is – one, you know, and this I guess this kind of segues to our next point, is that if you're Mel Tucker, even if you play Ohio State close and you lose, right, at best case you're going to the Sugar Bowl or whatever bowl, whatever a top bowl is that's mm-hmm. not in the Final Four ones, right? Yeah. That's kind of like your best case scenario. Um which is great, you know, you know, go for it, crazy, whatever, right? But it's like, if LSU is like, come on over, bud, and you're like, mm, man, am I ever going to get? Is this because Kaz Walker's leaving, so you're gonna have to find a replacement for him, mm-hmm. right? You you, you kind of have like your you, you, some of the transfers that came in are playing big for you, right? You're like, man, do I? What are the odds that I can do this? consistently here mm-hmm. knowing that you're going to be in a struggle to recruit players against Ohio state against Michigan against Penn state where you're like, mm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Cause it's not a desk. LSU is a destination. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's the, it's one of those things where it sells itself yeah. in, in a lot of aspects. I guess, of it, I, guess you know I just, mean? I just look at it as like, if you looked at, I, I guess USC to me would be like the best of both worlds. Cause I think it's an easier division to win. Yeah. And yeah, you have the notoriety right. like LSU it is it's the same problem with Ohio State. It's 
uh, Herculean task to get over Alabama. Alabama. Right. And then if you do somehow get – then you – okay, yeah. now we have to get over Georgia too. Yeah, right. Like there's multiple levels mm-hmm. to that. I think if anything, USC, you could be like, so we have to get over Oregon, yeah. who's not even yeah, that yeah, level. I'm, and then and maybe he stays. If he does stay, more power to him. I, I, he has done a phenomenal job yeah. with this football team, straight up. He has. He's done a great freaking job with it. I, I mean, I can't – if you're a Michigan State fan, you can't be bitching right no, now. No, you can't. I mean, you can't. I mean, he's done everything right. He's got some big transfers to come in and play big-time snaps for them. I mean, they are rolling in all, all cylinders. Let's shift focus a little bit to the Ohio State matchups for both teams. We talked about it a little bit where we kind of thought that maybe Michigan matched up better you know, versus Ohio State. Did you feel like – let me put it this way. Do you feel like either team is going to beat Ohio State this year? Um, Because I don't. I, I, I actually – I to, don't. To be fair, yeah. If you told okay, so if you told me in a month you like yeah. saw the future and you told me one of them beat them, yeah, I would tell you Michigan probably beat them. Okay. And the reason I say that is I think Michigan State's offense is too inconsistent. Yeah. To the point where like because you saw in stretches that Michigan game when they weren't high tempo, they yeah. couldn't do anything. They couldn't move right, right. Yeah. And their defense isn't their pass defense isn't stellar. Yeah, if in Michigan. The if Michigan's if uh, Michigan receivers, if K- no Ronnie Bell. <laughs> yeah, if Michigan's receivers and K McNamara with no Ronnie Bell can yeah. throw around you. It doesn't matter what CJ Stroud and Chris Olave and all those guys are going to do to you. Yeah. So, um, I think Michigan still at this point matches up. I think you have like a guy like Aiden Hutchinson who can get to CJ Stroud on his own. By his own, he is going to require somebody else besides the tackle. If you bring five, you will get pressure. Yeah, and then I think there's I think that um, what's DJ Turner number five for Michigan. Mm -hmm. I think he's played phenomenally. I like the other defensive end too, Aloba or whatever. Yeah, Ojoba. Ojoba. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like number Mm fifty-five. He's fast off the edge too. Yeah, he's. I just think Michigan's defense. I'm not going to say it can slow them down. But I, I don't think they will. No. But I think they can do something to where they yeah. can get a few stops. And I think their offense has the ability with their run game slash what McNamara just showed against State, mm-hmm. where they can hold the ball and they can throw around and they can do some check down stuff. And if they can score 30-33 against yeah. Ohio State yeah. or in some kind of realm, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked well, we to see them win. We just saw give them a run with their backup quarterback. Exactly, with yeah. backup quarterback. And yeah. they have a good defense, but yeah. I think it's super special. So I would say if you told me someone beat them, I would say Michigan beats them. Yeah. But um, I, don't, I don't think either one does beat no, them. I, I don't think so. And here's my uh, – it's it's the it's all comes down to the offense for me. I don't think that any team in the Big Ten – can slow them down enough in order to compensate to to to, to make up that point differential, yeah. right? I think that even at their worst, Ohio State is so explosive. I mean, their one running back is averaging like what eight yards a carry or something stupid, yeah. right? Um, but like, I just don't think either team has enough to go with them stride for stride, you know, punch for punch. You know, I think Michigan State has a better chance of keeping it closer than Michigan does. I think that I agree with you. I think that if, if Michigan was, if, if Michigan's going to win, I think Michigan wins and they go, okay, like we did it. Like it, it yeah. they're both going to be close games. Right. But I think Michigan state would have, I think has a better chance of preventing the big play than Michigan does. I feel like Michigan in crucial third downs, you saw it in the Michigan state game on the fourth down, like they, they fall apart. Mm-hmm. I feel like on those big downs like that, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but I am having such – and maybe this is just because of the recent bias where Ohio State has just dog-walked everywhere in the Big Ten. I am having such a hard time – and I hope one of them does. If Michigan State does, 
more power to them. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm so I'd be I'd be thrilled. But I just don't know if they have enough. Where it, I don't know if Kenneth Walker can do enough yeah. to that Ohio State defense in order to prevent Ohio State's offense from just going. That was fun. Yeah. Now we're gonna go score. See, yeah, that's my thing. Is you know I think I, mean? I think Ohio State will look at this Michigan State had, game. Tell me right now, between that Oregon game and now, the offense to me looks completely different. Oh, it does. It's like, like it's, it's, oh my it's god, CJ Stroud just playing way. Yeah, he showed. He's finally like, oh, this is why he's the starter. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think what Ohio State will do against Kenneth Walker is go. Okay, we're gonna put like six guys in the box, and when we slow you down, Peyton Thorne, you're gonna beat us because that's what Michigan. Yeah. Pretty they much did, did and tried to they do, tried to even do. though pay, like Kenneth Walker broke a couple runs mm -hmm. or whatever. But it was generally okay, Kenneth Walker. You're gonna we're gonna slow you down enough. Yep. And then when Peyton Thorne had to throw, it was awful. Yep. But but Kenneth Walker just ended yep. up beating you yeah. at the end of the day anyway. Right. But I don't think Kenneth Walker at the end of the day is gonna beat Ohio State. Yeah. I think it's gonna have to be Peyton Thorne. I don't think yeah. he can. I think Kate McNamara just showed that. If Blake Corman, Hassan Eskins can at least run the ball a little bit, mm -hmm. I think Cade can at least keep you in the game yeah. and keep it competitive. And if you get competitive in the fourth quarter, yeah, let's split it this way. Okay, so happen. Michigan's pretty much out of the Final Four now, right? There's pretty much almost no chance that they make it to the Big Ten Championship game for the most part. You would really, I mean, the yeah, only you, you way you need a lot of things to fall in your favor. Yeah, you would need like yeah. you need to beat Ohio. You, you need, need a to go undefeated. So you need Ohio State. You need to go undefeated the rest of the year. You need to go eleven and you need one. Michigan State to lose. You need well. You need it's weird because you need Michigan State. Oh, no, no. Yeah, you just need Ohio State and Penn State to beat Michigan State. Yeah. And then you go undefeated because then right. you'd have the head-to-head. -head. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you yeah. have the record. But so there's there's like four games that need yeah. to happen correctly for yeah. that to happen. So we're going to say that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. Now, let's just say Michigan State does make it to the Final Four. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or wins the Big Ten Championship, they get well, there. Well, they'll, they'll right. be in the yeah. Final Four if they, get, if right. they beat yeah, Ohio right. State. Right. Um, well, if they don't win the Big Ten Championship, though, you think they will still? Just gonna get in over. Well, okay, well, they like might not like, make the like, final four. Yeah, but like if I, if Iowa beats them, or something. Cause yeah, then the maybe team not. coming out of that. Yeah, side. then anyway, they'll, they'll let's pull, say they get to the final. They'll pull, four. They'll pull Oklahoma in over. Yeah, or right. Shit, so it's fine. Do you think that Michigan State has any chance to win a national championship? No. Okay, that's kind of. I mean, because that's that's what they should be deserve to be talking about right now, to right? Be, They're eight. No. Let's be. I, yeah. I, to be fair, I don't think Ohio State can. No, win I don't either. think so either. I don't think. I don't think any Big Ten team, as much as we talked about the excitement about Big Ten play to start the season. Yeah. I don't think any team matches up with Bama or Georgia. Honestly, I think Cincinnati, I think, is going to be a tough out for them, too. I, I know they're playing down to competition, but that team, similar to Michigan State, plays up to teams that are supposed to beat them. Yeah. And I, I, I don't, I, think, I, that, I don't I, think anyone can stop Oklahoma's offense right now either. I mean, Oklahoma's defense is atrocious. But yeah. the two teams in the SEC, I don't think, honestly, I think Oregon is still a team I'm really upset that they lost because I feel like that's another team that's really kind of finding its mm -hmm. stride again too. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Just wanted to no, I don't think game. anyone in Big Ten would win. Yeah. I think it's tough. I think it's gonna be really, really tough for them. You, I, I kinda hope is Bama's like the two or something like that. I just don't want Bama to be the four because I kinda want to see Georgia and Alabama in the national championship. No, game. so how I think <laughs> this will play out is okay, so are we gonna say Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC championship game? Or sure, why not? Let's say they get the dub this year. Finally, so Georgia wins it. Sure, so Georgia's the one. Yep. I I don't think Cincinnati loses a game for the rest of the year. So Cincinnati's the two. Wow, that's a massacre then. Jesus. Um, Ugh. Alabama will probably at that point end up 
They'll put those. Here's the thing. Like four. No, see, here's the thing. It's they'll put them at three, mm-hmm. so you can get the rematch. Yeah, exactly. Especially if the remember the Florida Alabama SEC yeah. championship last year was just a banger of a yeah, game. Right. I think if you get that kind of game, but like yeah. Georgia just pulls it out or something, yeah. I think they're gonna be like. So that's the national. Actually, championship no, I lied. Game. Have Bama win that way. We don't see that matchup in the one and versus four because you can't. You're not gonna knock Georgia four spots, kick them out, right? If Bama beats them because they both have one loss. Well, no. Okay, so your best case four is if yeah. Bama wins. Bama jumps to one. Georgia will just go down to thir- two or three. Yeah, right. And then that's how that would happen. And right. then you'd have Cincinnati and Oklahoma probably in Which, that I don't in know that how arena. Alabama gets, or I mean, how Oklahoma still somehow gets into the stupid thing. Well, I'm so pissed at Oregon. Oklahoma right now. is the only I undefeated know. Well, one. Well, it's a sexy so. team. It's a sexy team. Yeah. that's what it is. It's so stupid. well. Who I'm like, who would you rather take the undefeated Oklahoma Sooners who haven't lost yet, or yeah. Oregon who lost a home game to like I Washington? Know. I know. I just am tired of them seeing them getting whooped in the. I first think if round. they play the right team, I think it could be competitive. I think they'll lose. <laughs> competitive. Well, because they'll put up forty nine yeah, points. I know. I, like we, if they, we always say that though, in the years that we expect that, like the Kyler yeah. Murray game, now, where Alabama just went. You're not going to move Georgia the ball at all. Georgia won't <laughs> let them move the ball on them. But I like know. if they play Alabama, they can move the ball on Alabama. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. All right, let's just focus here. I mean, we just spent thirty six minutes on Michigan, Michigan State, justifiably so, but nonetheless. So come on, Michigan. Bi- yeah, even big, though we were yeah. right. Was yeah, we were definitely right. I once again, until you tell me otherwise, I'm never going to pick you in this football, unless Michigan State's just. Awful, like it's not happening. Um, hey, I picked I picked state last year to win. Yeah, that that's that that was my absolute breaking point where I went. This is a disaster. <laughs> like I'm never, never again, never again. Um, want you to win, but don't think you're going to because yeah. you don't know how to win big football games. You are the Dallas Cowboys of college football to the nth degree. Can't yeah. even tell you. Anyway, uh, let's just focus though. Uh, real quick, let's talk. Let's talk. Cade's uh, Mac, not Mac. <laughs> Cade Cunningham's debut with the Pistons, real fast, uh, before we kind of shift focus to the NFL and stuff. Um, uh, thoughts on the debut? Only played 19 minutes. Only had two points. Didn't shoot well. Yeah. Um, but you kind of had some different takes on the game, I think, than people looking. at I didn't get to watch the game, yeah. so saw the box score. I went, okay, rough night shooting. Yes, only played 19 minutes, so they're clearly night. easing him in. Yeah. Um, but well, saw so Olenek, I saw the bench had a great night. Yeah, so, so the the minutes thing, yeah. he was on minutes restriction because of, of his ankle. Right, of course. So, which um, makes sense. They, they said he was going to play twenty to twenty five minutes. Yeah, so um, nineteen is pretty much twenty. But yeah. I think they they went with nineteen because they actually so in the middle of the fourth quarter it was like a ten point game and they had the starters lined up mm-hmm. like to go back in. So Cade was about to check back in mm-hmm. and then I think Josh Jackson hit like back to back threes and they were and like, they were like, uh, they were like actually yeah second, yeah chill yeah. out yeah. like if they get cold we'll put you guys. Yeah. Back in, and run, then they never run, got cold yeah they're again. running hot so yeah, let's so, just let's let so them they go. just ended with the backups but they yeah. would have put the starters in so Cade would have got that last six minutes mm-hmm. if the game got close um to get to 25 yeah, minutes right right um but no so what i saw from actually watching the game because yeah. if you box score watch right. this that's, game that's, that's why i mentioned it it, it yeah. looks really bad because he's like oh yeah. he shot one for nine had two yeah. points for sure he had like two assists like he was a, i think he was very impactful and in ways that we've talked about previously, yeah. where I don't know if he'll be the biggest box. He'll be like the what LeBron James is now for the Lakers, where if you look at the box score for him, he's like 
So he had like 12 points, five right. assists. Yeah. But like his effort and getting people involved in right. the game on both sides, mm-hmm. what, because they don't count assists for some like long stuff right. or whatever. But like if so you if you take more than like three dribbles, they don't count it as an assist or something stupid or whatever. So dumb. Like, That's fine. So, so I had a pump fake and then I dunked it. But yeah, so like count. I think if you catch it on the three, yeah. you pump fake, you take three dribbles and dunk it. Right. It's technically not an assist, even though <laughs> right. we were the last pass to him. I don't like it's kind of stupid like <laughs> yeah. that. But um, K did a lot of that kind of stuff where yeah. he would saw drive. The court well. He yeah. would, yeah. He saw the court well. He made some great cross court passes. Yeah, which I thought was weird. Like he would sit in the corner three yeah. and he would pump fake and mm-hmm. he just tosses it across the court and right to Shadiq Bay in the corner for a three. I was like, man, that was like so. His passing was on yeah. point. His defense mm-hmm. was phenomenal. Yeah, like watching him play defense, I was like, there was a play. It was on Twitter, like the second it happened, mm-hmm. where um, someone, I think it was Jalen Suggs, was driving on him, yeah. and he like poked the ball loose, and then him, Isaiah Stewart, and Killing all dove for the ball and forced yeah. a twenty-four second violation. Yeah. And I was like, that was the stuff where I was like, that's what I like to see yeah. from them. And that's as- what Troy Weaver and Dwayne Casey both go. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's yep. Yep. Check, these are, check marks. These are our that's guys. Exactly what we wanted. <laughs> um, I think. So I thought I thought Cade outside of what the box score said yeah. looked really good. I mm-hmm. think it's going to take some time. Some time. I yeah. think so. They He's played, five games behind. They played tonight um, on Halloween against yeah. I think uh, the Nets. Yeah, that'll be a good uh, test. So for I think it'll be a good, good test. test. Yeah. They play three straight home games after that. They play the Sixers, Bucks, and Nets again. Oh, so they have a tough stretch, good but Lord. most of them are at home. So yeah. I think Cade can get his feet wet. Yeah. In some of these bigger kind of games, I, you know, I love I love what you said though about the de- defense and the cross court passing. I think so much is made about him as a scorer, and he's going to need to be right. He's yeah. going, and I mentioned this even last week where I said he needs to be the guy with the ball in his hands in the fourth quarter, four mm-hmm. minutes left to go. That's 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 his role long term, mm-hmm. right? But to your point, right, where you're bringing up like the intangible stuff, and I think that is the things I think that separated him. From the Jalen Greens, you know, of the world where you're like, yes, he needs to put up 20 a night. But yeah. it's the other stuff. It is I, – I think I think people didn't understand how good of a passer he was coming out of college because he had to score because he played on a shitty Oklahoma State team. Yeah. He's a very good passer. He's a very good passer. And he plays phenomenal defense considering the offensive efficiency he needs to have on the other side of the court. He is such a – Troy Weaver guy. Yes. And when you mentioned on a loose ball, three guys all diving for the ball at the same time, Isaiah Stewart, Killian Hayes, Kate Cunningham, and you go, yep, 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 because it's everything that this team wants to embody. They yep. need to find the offense. Yep. But that is such a – and I, I want people to really understand what Mike just said there because it is so much – that is the little stuff that players and coaches – or, I mean, coaches and, and front office guys go – that is the difference between you being the number one pick and a top five pick mm-hmm. or a number one pick and a top 10 pick or, or whatever, right? Like those are the difference between me taking that kid over this kid because that kid's going to do that little bit extra yeah. to win that basketball game. Yeah, and I think – and Kate had a quote afterwards, and he was like – like I did read his – I did read his and I, I forgot yeah. exactly what, how like, – like yeah. paraphrasing it, he said something along the lines of like – 
he was like, this is his team, and he takes the blame for shooting bad and like having yeah, a bad game. Yeah, he's like, I trust my, I know, I know exactly what you're like, talking about. I trust like, my I, shot. Yeah. I said some felt good, some kind of felt off, right? He's like, but I'm not, yeah. I'm not worried about that. I, at the end of the day, I'm worried about getting the win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that was that's yeah. the exact quote. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. paraphrase. That's about yep. what he said. Mm-hmm. And that was the stuff I liked to hear. Was like he was like, I'll take responsibility yeah. of playing really bad, but he got others involved. Yeah, and it, and it wasn't necessarily because like it's he, everything you want him it, to be. It was it was actually nice to see because in the first couple of games when Frank Jackson was playing, mm-hmm. you could tell teams were like, we're not really concerned about Frank Jackson. <laughs> yeah. So let's go. We'll, we'll shift our feet Outside a little bit. Detroit. Who yeah. knows who Frank Jackson is? Exactly. So it's like we're going to move over to Shadiq because he was on yeah. the um, – the, Shadiq, the, by the way. Yeah, Shadiq. Taking Beck. his level. Um, oh, my yeah, gosh. He was, on the, he was on the gold yeah. um, Olympic team. Yeah. So he's like, okay, so we know who Shadiq is. Yeah. Jeremy Grant's your best scorer. Yeah. So let's move over from Frank Jackson to kind of guard these guys a little bit. Mm-hmm. You could tell – Clearly, when Cade was out there, Jalen Suggs was like, I got to stay on him. Yeah, I, can't, right. I, I can't, can't let leave him. him. Yeah. So, which opened up a Everything lot more else. one-on-one for Shadiq Bay and Jeremy Grant to work. And that was kind of the yep. fun thing to watch also was mm-hmm. there were a lot of plays, and everyone like makes fun of like LeBron for doing it, mm-hmm. where he just stands on the top like in, by the three-point line and just stands there and watches the play happen. But you can also tell there's a guy standing yep. with his hand on him. I'm nope. not letting you go nope. because the second I leave yep. you, you're going to go gonna, do something. Yep. Yep. And that's kind of the same thing where Kay would just stand there at like half court. Mm-hmm. And he was just watching the play happen. Yep. But Joel, uh, Cole Anthony or Jalen Green were just sitting there out of the defensive play. So it was basically four on four. And at that point, okay, Jeremy Grant on four on four. Yeah. Okay, right. you're going to take that. Right. Or just Jeremy Grant. Or Jeremy Grant one on one. one. Right. Not but being, not having, being double yeah. teamed. Right. And if a double team does happen, all right, I'll kick out Dish to out. Shadiq Bay or someone to yeah. find another. Or K will move yeah. into the play. I am. I am. This basketball team is going to have a really bad record to start this year, just yes. the way the schedule is kind of set up, right? And we talked about it off air. But after the All Star break is where I'm really going to be laser focused to see the progression, right? If Cade stays healthy, everyone kind of stays, and we kind of really start to see the rotation get into form. Those are the things where I'm going to go, "Yep, this is this is where we're at." You know what yeah. I mean? And that's the part where I'm I'm very excited. I'm very excited for this basketball team. So mm-hmm. good things coming for the Detroit Pistons for sure. Uh, we just really need to see the progression. You can see the growth. I mean, twenty yeah. year old kids, man. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm waiting for, and I think sometime this week you'll see the mm-hmm. thirty point game from Cade, and yeah, you'll go, okay. So I now you too. get now you get the points. Yep, I this too. game you saw a lot of rebounds yep. and like assists and like defensive yep. work. So then you're gonna start seeing the whole picture. Yep. Um, just want to see the offense kind of start to yeah. flow. Right? I, I still have a theory about this team that Cade will move to the one. Yes. More, more, more yeah, sooner than that. Yeah. But I think that will wait. That's that's the end like, of the season. Kind I don't of even know though. if he necessarily moves to the one like specifically where he's the quote unquote point guard. I think it's going to be, and I don't like comparing him to LeBron because that's not fair. No. But LeBron is not the point guard, but he's the point guard. I I equated <laughs> it to uh, to Luca's first year. Okay, that's a good where, one. Right, yeah. Where like his first year he was shooting guard, mm-hmm. and Jalen Brunson was playing the point guard. Yeah, and. Everyone, and every single time Jay, or Luca would take the ball up the court, start the offense and everything, right. and Jalen Brunson was just kind of doing his thing. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, but this is really what Luca's doing. And, maybe, and then yeah. a- after a year, yeah. they were like, okay, we're just going to move you to the one, yeah. and then we're going to add in Tim Hardaway as yeah. a two to give you a little more shooting. I'm hoping maybe I wouldn't be shocked yeah. if they move him to the one, draft a, a really good shooter mm-hmm. for the two guard, and if Killian comes off the bench – that could be really good for them. Maybe too with with Cade being in the offense. Hopefully, maybe if he is being a little more ball dominant, it maybe helps open Killian up a little bit. Maybe right to, to kind of not play so rigid. I still think he's trying to find his feet as a as a as a point guard in this league, right? Like I think he's trying to find like what do I 
you know, I think if the shot's not falling, I think you have to find other ways to be involved, rebounding, assists, and stuff like that. So hopefully maybe with Cade kind of – everyone's kind of getting a little bit man coverage now where he can kind of be more of a facilitator. He has more options, right? And it kind of insulates him a little bit. I don't know. Interesting idea. Um, Let's talk NFL. Um, Let's talk Lions first. Let's just get it out of the way. Uh, They're 0-7, possibly 0-8, depending on what happens. Uh, By the time you guys hear this, yeah, who knows, right, what have you. Uh, We are at a point now where I thought maybe this team could win four, five, six games. I'm at a point now where I really just need them to win one. And I'm okay with that. Let me be very clear about that. 1-16, totally cool. First pick, all that jazz, sounds great. Kayvon Thibodeau. Detroit Lions, all for it. I wonder. Uh, so, so Jacksonville. <clears throat> I don't up. know. I think Jacksonville actually gets it. That's what I'm wondering. Because they, like, I mean, they, look at the Lions' schedule. They played Baltimore, the Rams, the 49ers, the Green Bay yeah. twice. Like, <laughs> is it is it tied to strength of schedule at that point? Then yes, probably. It okay. is. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately. Is it strength of schedule like so you beat a good team because you're strong schedule? That means you get the two no, pick? No, it's, it's because it's overall the fact. Actually, no. It's strength of schedule. We should actually get the first pick because we had a harder, we schedule. Had a harder schedule. That's what it is. Yeah, it's so, what it is. so, so we get the first pick. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't know if Houston's had a harder schedule. I guess that's Actually, no, wait, wait, wait. No, no. No, we don't get the first pick if that happens because they had an easier schedule and they still had the same record, which means that they had – more chances right. to win, exactly. Probably because their schedule right. was lighter. Their schedule okay. was easier. Correct. Okay. That's how it works. Sorry, we got it all confused there. But anyway, I was yes. gonna say. So if they win one game, but everyone else wins one game, like yeah, we that, we yeah. might be top three. But anyway, yeah. we're getting a top three pick. Yeah, probably right. Um, but at the same time, outside of the Cincinnati game, which was an absolute disaster. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not necessarily. I don't want to say I'm upset with the way this team plays at times. I, I want to say it's kind of expected in a lot of aspects, yeah. right? Like, um, I think the biggest frustration so far for me has been the um, the lack of – I, I want to say it's the lack of offensive consistency mm-hmm. from the aspect of I, – I understand that golf doesn't have much to work with on the outside, okay? Yeah. And that that's, that's difficult, right? However – I think that the parts where they get I, – I feel like I'm just really tired of them in screwing themselves over rather than just getting beat by raw talent. Yeah. Like, Goff throwing a last-minute interception kills this team, mm-hmm. right? Goff fumbling, them going on six quarters where they can't move the ball. Like, those are the things – I understand you don't have great weapons on the outside. I understand that. But you've been also working with them for four months. Yeah. So you got to have some sort of rhythm with these guys a little bit. Mm-hmm. So – I just feel like that's the only thing where I go at times where I go, God bless it. Like, just come on. Like, there's got to be something else here, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, this is a young team. They're inexperienced. They're not expected to do much. I love the fact that they're in most of these games. I mean, they should have beat, you know, or they could have been in with Baltimore. They were in it with the Rams. They were in it with Chicago. They were in it with uh, Minnesota. They've been in football games. Yes. That easily could have went their way. If they had three wins right now, nobody would be talking. They would be like, this is, this is a great first year for Dan Campbell, yeah. right? Um, I'm still on the Dan Campbell train. I think I don't know what they're going to do anything in the trade deadline. I doubt it. I don't. Uh, maybe they bring in a receiver to maybe try and they flip flowers or something. <laughs> I, I don't say, know. Do you do you try to just grab Deshaun Jackson from the Rams? I like, would honestly. Um, I'd be looking at a guy like 
Brandon Cooks or yeah. honestly, like I know this is like a super long shot, but I, all the things you hear is that OB that OBJ is not in the Browns' plans. Yeah, I would absolutely. I don't know if he has a no trade clause. Though, I don't know, so but like, but I'm saying, like, if you could, mm-hmm. like, if you had a third round pick because you're going to get a compensatory one from Galladay anyway. I'm just saying he's a guy that you could build off. I know he's got a bad, but he's comes in a player friendly environment. He's been a premier receiver. Just give golf a little bit of a chance to where just say you have a guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. How my, do you feel? My see my worry. So we're like, now we're seven games in, this yep. is going to be the eighth. Yep. I, I'm worried that this team, and we kind of saw it with the Rams yep. last week yep. is going to become that. Okay. We're that Owen team yeah. and we're going to do, they're not going to play how they normally would play if they were like three and four. Yeah. And what I mean by that is doing all those fake punts mm-hmm. and onside yeah. kick in the first kickoff of the game or whatever. Right. Like that's the stuff that like, if you were three and four against the Rams, you wouldn't have done any of that. No, right. Like you're just going to play your normal base game. Yeah. And I don't want them to change what they do so much mm-hmm. that it's like not the lions. Do you anymore. think it's because they were going in? They're like, Oh my God, we could, there's an, an easy chance we get beat by like 21 points in this game. No, that's, that's <laughs> why. But like at the same time, it's like, they're also trying to yeah. catch you off guard or like right. try to win right. the game, yeah, for sure. which is, which is one way it's like yeah. super hyper aggressive gameplay or whatever, which is fine. Yeah. But also like if you were, three and four going into that Rams game? Yeah, Are you right. kicking that onside kick to no, start the game? No. Are you going to do two fake punts in the game? Probably not. Uh, Dan Campbell would have, damn it. No, I guess <laughs> so. But it's like something that we're like, I want to see like what this team is yeah. like progressing-wise. I feel like it's not not stops the progression, yeah. but like you it don't, hurts you don't, because it, it kind of gives you that them. false idea of where they're at. Yeah, yeah like you sure. think like, like keeping it close with the Rams, you're like, maybe we actually could be yeah. competitive, but right. it's like you really weren't. You just kicked the outside kick, got test it. Games are like Baltimore. They played Baltimore tough. That yes. is a better representation of what this yeah, team is because they actually played yeah. their game plan right. exactly, and they didn't do all the Chicago, stuff. Minnesota. Those are the games I feel like are more indicative of yeah. what this team is. I feel like this Eagles game, if they don't do a whole bunch of that stuff, could be a good litmus test see where they're at and stuff because they're not a great team anyway no but i'm like those are the games where as long as they win one i'll be thrilled that's that's it at the end of the day that's where i'm at with the i i'm even if they go 0 and 17 i'm totally on the bandwagon this is a this is a bad football team there there is no talent on this team in a Mm -hmm. lot of in a lot of space they need so much work they they're gonna have a lot of cap space next year you know you could see a pretty drastic turnaround from year one to year two just based on the fact that this team is. I was gonna say. Bad. I mean, if you go zero and seventeen to four and thirteen, you're yeah. like, all right, all right, right. Well, cool, right? Yeah, listen. Both teams don't win for you. Listen, that, I'm, so. I'm, I, you know, it's one of those things where I am totally aboard this rebuild. It's the first time, basically, in I don't know, at least twelve years since Stafford was here, um, that they've really embraced it, and they go, mm-hmm. okay, we got to tear it down. We're gonna, we got to restart it. Um, I don't want Lions fans to lose faith in this process because you're not seeing early returns. Yeah. This is literally, I can't stress this enough, phase one. Mm-hmm. The very beginning of a long-term hopeful plan to get you to be competitive. Yeah. That is what this is. I, I can't stress that enough. This is not the team we were talking about last year where they should have been competing for a playoff spot. This is, you are a very low-talent Super young, super inexperienced team that needs time, needs snaps, and just needs the right leadership to put together a team that is athletic enough to compete on a week-to-week basis. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's I just want to put that out there for Lions fans once again because as frustrating as it is to watch this team be 0-7, 0-8 at the same time, I would much rather be seeing this team 
trying to figure it out than Matt Patricia's being two and six and knowing full well that we're not going, we're stagnant and we're not going anywhere, yeah. and and we're totally in limbo. And that means you're not you're you're farther away from winning a championship because you're unwilling to say that you're a bad football team. Mm-hmm. Um, other news and notes though around the league. Um, I guess let's just take the easiest one right at the top here. Kansas City Chiefs are an absolute dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, now, for you, being the resident quarterback of the group, we don't talk about guards much, or else I'd have to have more input. But <laughs> um, do you do you think that this is a blip on the Patrick Mahomes career resume, or do you think that this is not not the 15, 16, 17 interceptions in 16 games? That's not what I'm talking about. That's been a disaster. Um, but I'm talking about just the overall he came into the league with such an ease, right? Mm-hmm. Where he just immediately dominated. His greatest thing ever. He's Jesus at this point, whatever. Yeah. Um, now it's kind of, we've seen, we talk about regression to the mean all the time. Um, is that more what this is where, okay, the luster is off. Now it's time for to see, are you a legitimate mm-hmm. every year, year in, year out, Brady Rogers kind of guy, or are you that guy that will make that splashy play? But we'll also make that play where you go. What the hell was that? You know, you know what's crazy is his like the idea that you can compare Patrick Mahomes' career almost exactly now to a to a higher clip. Yeah, because his offensive numbers are mm-hmm. a lot crazier, and this guy I'm about to name had a much better defense mm-hmm. and more like yeah centered offense that wasn't tailored to him. Yeah, but he has like the most identical thing to Russell Wilson that you can think of mm-hmm. like they both first year in the league yep. have really good come yep. out falling and they both lose in the, in, in, a, in the middle round of the right. playoffs yep. to a team that was far superior than them. Mm-hmm. And then the next year they go to the Super Bowl and, and they win. win in pretty convincing fashions in both yeah. year, in both oh, cases. Yeah. And then funny enough that next year, their third year, they lose to Brady yeah. in the Super Bowl. <laughs> And you know what happened to Seattle after that? They could never get back yep. because they start, They had to pay Russell Wilson a lot of money. He was the highest-paid quarterback in football. Yep. And then the whole team kind of suffered to it. Yep. And Russell's always been great after that, but he's never really been game-changing because he doesn't have the ability to get all that talent around him like he had. I think the Chiefs are in that phase of the career where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you've been to two Super Bowls, you've been in the league for four years, but now teams are finally like – not scared to play you yeah. like I like two years like two years ago and last year yeah. you go into every Chiefs game and go God it's just gonna be a bloodbath yeah like, like I remember gonna the score lot, seven touchdowns yeah like the Lions, Lions game against them I was yeah. like dude it's gonna be a bloodbath yeah I remember the Chiefs playing like the Bills last year I was like I don't think there's any way the Bills can yeah the AFC Championship game I was like AFC this Championship is the most ga- anticlimactic AFC Championship game ever because everyone everyone's knows. like wait I mean Baltimore, Buffalo's pretty good I go there's a zero percent chance for stopping this offense yeah and they didn't like for the last two years everyone just goes into every game going there's no way and now this is the first year we finally go can the giants go to kansas city and beat them yeah the one in six giants Giants team yeah Yeah. or like baltimore uh, or beats them the chargers basically haven't really lost to them in two years as long as justin herbert's there when they're that his first game when tyler taylor got punctured in the lung and justin herbert five minutes before the game was like hey by the way you're gonna start against this team went to overtime Mm -hmm. the second time they beat them and then this first time this year they beat them so justin herbert's two Two and one against them yeah and then uh buffalo steamrolled them in in arrowhead and then tennessee destroyed them last Mm -hmm. week and Mm -hmm. it's kind of like 
So, What's going on? so now we're not worried about you guys anymore. Yeah. Now you go into, now you watch this like so fast, and it, it happened so quick. Mm-hmm. And literally, it, it's, it's like that Super Bowl opened the floodgates for everybody. Right? And I think I think that was the thing for Seattle was you watch what Tampa Bay did. It was like Tampa Bay did the short intermediate game, and they were like, "That's how you beat Seattle. Mm-hmm. This defense isn't that strong." No. Once you start tailoring right. your offense on how to beat them, right. and once you tailor made your offense beat the best team, right. now it's hard. Right. It's it's hard to be. The best team. For, that's why forever. New England was such a phenomenon. Yeah. Is because they were always able to adapt. Okay, what does New England do? Well, this yeah. game they're going to beat you running. This game Brady's going to throw 400 yards. And I think I think New England was in the perfect set where their division was, was so god awful. Yeah, right. 20 so years, it's basically they had to like, figure out to beat four teams. Yeah. So you were like, okay, so we're five yeah. and one in our division every year. Yeah. So we have to win like five or six other games, get yeah. eleven wins, yeah. be a one or two seed, get that first round by. Then yeah. we have to win two games, to get to the Super Bowl. That was their thought process every single year. Yep. Now the Chargers are like, well, with Herbert being here, and the Raiders are pretty good, and if Denver finds a quarterback, we might have dogfights in our, just our division yeah, alone. No yeah. The Chargers will give you two dogfights regardless. Absolutely. And now the Raiders might give you two dogfights. Which is crazy. Which is crazy to think yeah. that the Raiders with Derek Carr is going to give you two dogfights. Yeah. And then the AFC, you're going to have to play Buffalo and New England. And I think you're and- starting to see, too— Right to an earlier point, I have never, ever, 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 ever in the history of my sports fandom analysis, whatever you want to call this, have ever blamed quarterback contract as a reason why you can't build a team. I've never once done it. I will never do it because at the end of the day, if you don't have a quarterback, you have nothing. Mm -hmm. You're not winning, right? And perfect example is Denver, Washington, all these teams where they have this makeshift quarterback thing. Mm -hmm. They're trying to survive, right? Um, However, it's not. I don't even think it's Mahomes having his contract because he deserved it. It's you had to pay Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. You got to pay Tyreek Hill. Yeah. You paid Sammy Watkins to come here at the, at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so now your defense was severely hindered. Okay. Now we've got Orlando Brown we got to bring in. You signed Joe Thune to the biggest contract that the guards ever seen. And all these faces. And you've got Tyron Matthew that you paid a whole bunch of money to who's been in and out of the lineup. Chris Jones. Chris Jones. Who's been oh, in and out. Anthony Hitchens, who was an average linebacker for $45 million. And you have a whole bunch of low-round picks. Like, Legereus Need, I think, has a ton of upside. But there's a reason why he wasn't a top-10 pick mm-hmm. or a t- first-round pick. And some of these other guys where you go, you have a makeshift defense where you've had to trade other assets to get them. The D Fords didn't work out at the time, right? Um, Frank Clark or whatever. And Frank Clark's the one I'm talking about. He's been okay mm-hmm. in and out of the lineup, right? Your team has suffered because you're so top-heavy. It's just such Lions cat management I can't even begin to describe. When you had Stafford and Sue and Kelvin and you go, where's my money at? And you go, there it is. It's right there. It's those three guys. You got – all these high draft picks, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. And so the Chiefs now are in this predicament where you go, you can only manage the cap so many different ways. Yeah. You can only kick the, the Mahomes can down the road and reconfigure the money where he's only got a million-dollar cap in and blah, 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 blah. It's all coming out at some point. Yeah. And now you've seen them neglect the defense to, to such a degree. You bring in Steve Spagnuolo, great defense coordinator. But even he cannot overcome – lack of talent Mm -hmm. and the lack of now where before all your defense had to do was not give up 40 and you were going to win the game now it's like well we've stifled this offense that's got 800 million dollars on the payroll and we're only putting up 30 and our defense can't stop anybody yeah like anybody and so so i watched a lot of like first things first yeah with like nick wright and christopher Mm -hmm. all of them and earlier this year 
Nick Wright was like had a had actually a pretty good point yeah. up to the point where they started losing all these games by yeah. a lot. But they were like the defense, like you said, can allow thirty five because the Chiefs will score forty two. Right, like that's how good their offense was right. at times. Yeah, absolutely. Where it was like when like it was clicking all cylinders, there was not a team where you go, "There's no way they go under thirty points." Yeah, exactly. No way. So it was like okay, so like teams like last year were like okay, so we have to have a good enough defense to at least. Hold you to thirty five, yep. and, and then be able to score put up 40, forty. Yeah, was the, the idea. Now the idea is, I mean, we could probably stop you to twenty one. Mm-hmm. So right. if we can just score twenty four, we can beat you. Right. And when exactly. that is your mindset, mindset you get totally you game. get twelve possessions to score three touchdowns. Yep. Now we're gonna try to slow you. the game down because we want to, not because we have to. Yes. And now we can throw the ball without worrying about oh, did we score too quickly? Because now we're gonna keep time. All yeah. the other things. Yeah, like that's Buffalo and Tennessee both did the exact same thing where yep. it was like. We scored the first couple possessions. It was 14-0 really early. And now we're going to make you one-dimensional because you can't run the ball. You get, yeah, you have no running ability. So now you got to dink and dunk and do your thing. Mm-hmm. And now we're Oh, just, by the way, we just took away Tyreek Hill because we put a safety over top. Yep. And now <laughs> our best linebacker is on Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to throw to him. So go find yep. Devon Pringle or whatever his name is. Yeah, right. Find Nicole Hardman. Nicole running, Hardman. Running drags all day yeah. long. Yep. So I think that's the big thing with the Chiefs. It's very interesting to watch. I love watching. Chiefs I want to see. I want to see it develop. Right? Do they? Do they pull out of it? Is this how they are? Is this a one season funk where they're a five hundred and the next year they come out like a bat out of hell? Yep. It's it's very interesting. Let's talk about the NFC for a second here because the, I mean you've got five teams right now that with one loss. They all have the best record in football right yeah, now. Right? Top you got, five teams are in there. Yeah. So you got Tampa. You got Green Bay. You've got Dallas. You've got the Rams and you've got Arizona. Yes. Right? I didn't miss any. Right? Okay. Um. Five playoff teams, clearly, right? That's just they will be the five. Yeah, playoff, yeah I mean, at least five. yeah, at least five, right? Right now, I think New Orleans, I think technically is in right now. If we stop the season today, I think they're in second place. I think and they, then, I think they're four and or six and or six and two or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, it would be that. I believe Minnesota. I, I think it's, I think it's Minnesota right now as well, which is disgusting. Yeah. But whatever. I think the forty. Let's see, the Forty yeah. Seahawks both have two wins. Yeah, maybe the Forty have three. I don't know. I have to double check yeah. that. The East will not have another representative. No, no chance. No, and then Carolina also has. Yeah, they're four, falling. They're falling apart, but they're falling apart really quickly. Yeah. So I think see, I think those five with the one loss will be the teams. Yeah. New Orleans will be. Everyone's just going forward to the division around because that wild card weekend is going to be a dog walk by whoever's in the NFC. <laughs> but yeah. I digress. I think um, the, the, the AFC wild card will be a lot of fun. The yeah. NFC wild card is going to be boring a in the fire. division round. You're like, I don't know who wins any of these games. Yeah, because yeah, they're all going to have like, two fun. losses. Um, It'll be fun. But so five teams, six and one, or seven, seven, whatever, one. seven and one, whatever, right? Um, is there a favorite for you in, in the NFC? I don't want to talk about every team. We're already an hour and five minutes in. We still got wrestling to talk about, so I don't want to go crazy. But yeah. um, is there a team for you that is that is clearing away the best team? Um, mm-hmm. Or I, I, let's do it this way: rank them. Give me a rank those, okay. those five teams, and, and, and like you know, we don't need to go forty minutes on it. But like, just give me so, how you feel. I mean, obviously the Arizona Green Bay game is fresh off everybody's mind. Big win by Green Bay. Hats off to them. Can't stand you. Hate you all. But, you know, talent's talent. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, rank them so, for me right now. Yeah, so I have a – so so Bucks and Packers right now, I can't differentiate too really? much. So they're kind of 1A, 1B. If, oh. I, if I had to give an edge, I'd give the Bucks the edge on it. But when you, when you go in with – seven all pro guys and you still go on the road in four days to beat mm-hmm. the, an undefeated team. That's still like, like yep. imagine if they had Devonte Adams yeah, and Preston Smith and Kenny yeah. Clark and all these guys, it would be like, they would have maybe decimated Arizona. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I, it's tough for me. So I'll give the bucks a slight edge because okay. they've looked 
amazing the last yeah. five weeks. So uh, I would go. I put the Bucks one, Packers two, Rams three, Arizona four, Dallas five. But yeah, I, I think that three, four, five is a lot closer than. Yeah, I think I think the. I think I think problems also, with all of the resumes in, in some capacity for me. They all have yeah. like one blowout loss. Yeah, or they have a game where you go, "What the hell was that?" Yeah. Like it, it doesn't. And and also, so I the way I look at it, right? Like I'd love to be able to put the Rams above the Bucks, and I think personally, I think they're better than the Packers are. Just yeah, talent to talent. But regardless, I can't put them in the number one team because their their schedule has been easy as shit for a good chunk of it. Well, now, it's been no, easy, and they haven't been impressive. No, like, I mean, some, some of, of these games, like, they should have beat the Lions by 30. They yes. should have, right? And they did. Now, they had a good game, not a great game. Now, as you mentioned, the, the Tom Forey, the Lions had to pull out, whatever, right? But, like, you know, they beat the Bears, but the Bears aren't a good football team. Um, you know, they play, they're playing Houston. Yeah, on they played the Giants already. Yeah, they played the Giants, blah. And the right? only good, they, got, I mean, they, they beat, beat Tampa. The, they beat Tampa, yep. but then they got blown up by Arizona. Right. So, so it's like, like mm, what, what are you, right? Yes. What, what is this yeah, team? You, have you haven't to, seen the meat of their schedule, which is at the end of the schedule, which sucks. Yeah. Because but, they're going to get a couple big losses. That's probably going to kick them into the wild card yeah. more than likely, but. Well, I mean, we'll yeah, they're not going to be the one seed. I think Tampa's— Not the one seed, yeah. but I think Arizona's schedule is a yeah. little lighter, so I think they'll yeah. get— they'll I think, they, I think they beat later. Arizona the second time around, weirdly enough. Even though it's in Arizona, I think they beat—anyway, that's can, beside the point. Um, for Green Bay, it's tough for me because, okay, I thought you get blown out by New Orleans randomly. Yeah. You know, um, I, I for whatever reason, though, like, I don't think—I didn't think they played particularly well against Detroit. I didn't think they played particularly well um, early in this Arizona game. Now, obviously, the injuries— obviously play a huge role in that right um i just for whatever re- i just i feel like it's a green bay packer team and that to me as we've seen historically works up into a point and then they play the best two or three teams in the nfc depending on the year and that's where they fall short and so that's why it's hard for me you're you're totally right i think that they are still the, probably the second best team in the nfc it's just hard for me to believe that they can go any further than that because it's it's aaron rodgers yeah, that's my, what it is my my thing is they have so many injuries that yeah. like I kind of and I'm projecting them to be better when all those guys come back. Yeah, but I don't I'm think like Bakhtiari is. I don't. I think Bakhtiari's out for the year. No, he's coming back. Are you sure? Yeah, oh, I thought he, he was he's out. coming back at one point. Jarrell Alexander because they're playing yeah. without two of their best corners, so like yeah. they have no names out there right now playing yeah. corner. Um, they're like they don't have some of their yeah. great best pass rushers. So I'm like, once those that, that defense basically comes back, I'll be like, I want to see if they actually. I just can don't stop feel like people. this team is any different than last year's team. And I mean, I, last year's team was, was like very good. They were plays away from a Super Bowl. No, so I, I mean, like, like I, I get know. it, but like I just, I just don't think that they've done anything different to tell me that they can beat Tampa. Yeah, that's fair. you know what I mean. That's like that's kind of where I'm at. Right, I know, but I'm just like I think Tampa is still firmly in the driver's seat. I, I, I mean, Brady's playing out of his mind. Like yeah. I want to give a lot of credit to Rodgers, but good lord, dude, this dude is my on thing. My level. see, my problem with that, that though, yeah. is. The Bucks schedule has been easy as shit too. Correct. So that's why Correct. I'm like, I'm yeah. like, the only great team you played, yeah. played and play, mm-hmm. are the Rams. Like right. the only the only game that they play the rest of the year <clears throat> that have a winning record is yeah. the Bills. Right. Every game they play after that, they have a yeah. losing record at this point. Yeah. That's why I'm like, so the Bucks are gonna be 15 and two at the yeah. worst probably because <clears throat> they right. play all these easy teams. Right. But I'm like. I haven't seen you. The one game I really watched you in yeah. that was a prime time kind of game. Mm-hmm. Was actually two Dallas, which you barely squeaked out in a last second field yeah. goal, and then the Rams beat you alive. So, yeah. what, what, what do you think about this Dallas team? Just real quick, like I don't. I mean, for me, this team is so hard because once again, 
I mean, they have a weird win over the Chargers, which I thought was probably their best win of the year, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd play? Too. I mean, they lose to Tampa close. Now, Tampa had a couple bad fumbles and some other things, right? Let's see. Um, Dallas Cowboys. Let's, let's I check just, who they beat. I haven't so. seen. I don't know. It's hard for me. Once again, they're another team. Yeah, they had like that wild overtime game against the Patriots yeah, two weeks I, ago. Yeah, it's fine. They, they killed the Giants at home, but everyone does. Yeah, they beat, they, they beat Carolina. They had a lot of home games. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, they beat Carolina at home. They beat the Eagles. Yeah, their most impressive win is against the Chargers. Right. By far. So, like, for me, it's another team where it's hard. I think Trayvon Diggs has been a revelation for them. Um, but, like, here's the crazy part about Cowboys is, like, last year I would have thought no chance. They play in Arrowhead in November, yeah. and I'm like, I definitely think they can go in and beat them. Oh, yeah. And that's, like, the crazy part yeah. about this team is I think offensively they are the, so the, yeah, good. they're rolling defense, really well. defense, they're playing really, really well right now, too. Yeah, Dan Quinn has done a great My job. My thing is, I like, the reason why I put them last, and I said 3-4-5 are kind of close, yeah. is because I think um, – the, all three of those bottom, like the Rams, Cardinals, and Dallas, show really good glimpses of a great offense. Mm-hmm. But I don't think their defenses are up to snub. No. And so I think that when you and play was, the Packers and Bucks, yeah. I think the Packers have the ability yeah. when everyone comes back to have a really good defense. And yeah. the Bucks do have a great defense. You know, that I think they have both of the best of both worlds. You know what's funny too about this though, because I think all these teams make the playoffs, obviously, yeah, um, unless massive collapses happen. Yeah. But like for me. Weirdly enough, like Packers and Rams play at some point this year, right? Who Packers and Rams do, right? So yeah, I believe so. Yeah, they have to because the Rams already played the Lions, so yeah. Um, and they play that division, but like, say the Rams get beat by Green Bay by thirty, right? Okay. I have, and then they play in the divisional round. You can't tell me that I'm automatically going to think, well, the Packers are going to win this football game, just like no. like the Rams. If the, the that's, first, that's the best part about this to, to me, like yeah. I don't feel like the regular season. Is going to be any indication at all to what these teams are going to be no. when they play each other in the divisional and the conference championship. That's the, that's the exciting part for me where yeah. I go every game for those five teams. Like the other two, if the Saints make it in Minnesota, like that, they're going to get killed. But like everything else, it's like what, it, what depends on the day. Yeah, you know what really I mean? It's really going to depend on the day. Where, I think it's you know, fun because I don't I mean, think crazy because none of them have strong defenses is. Is that quarterback hot yep. that day? Yep. Like I think, I think as you said, like I think Stafford could go to the NFC Championship game. I think yeah. he's gonna have trouble winning and getting to a Super Bowl because of the Packers and Bucks. Yeah. But I do I think, actually think he'd be better off playing the Packers because he knows the Packers. Like that's I, I, the best I would, case scenario for the I would, Rams. I would they play agree. The Packers, but. but I think someone like that, it's like okay, you see some games where he throws five touchdowns, yeah. and you have some games where it's like he has the, two interceptions and a touchdown. It's like yeah, what right. what are they doing? But their right. defense keeps them in the game. So I think it's like yeah. hot and cold some days. Where You're gonna know the Rams. Teams in using the rest of their schedule because the schedule. I know the Niners yeah. are having a rough like, year. So the Rams, injuries. Seattle's so, having a rough. Dude, year. the Rams. Like, so listen to this. this they have a tough back. So end. Tough so back this end. so on Halloween they play the Texans, right? Yeah. So they have Titans, 49ers, Packers, Jags, Cardinals, Seahawks, Vikings, Ravens, 49ers. Yeah. So I don't think there's any gimmies. No. In outside of Jacksonville, no. in that in the last. No. You know, eight right. games there. Yeah. They're really got to so, start to work it up where you're like, okay, yeah. now is the time. Because they started yeah. off with Giants, uh, Colts, Bears, something yep. like those kind of teams. But they're, they're, they're like Titans mm-hmm. are going to give them trouble. Yep. At Packers are going to give them trouble. At Cardinals, yep. uh, at Vikings, at Ravens, like all of those games are going to be tough be, outs yeah. for them. And that's where you're going to see what is this team? What is this team, right? It's going to be on Stafford to, to take them up. That's really yeah. what it is. Um, all right. Let's just focus here a little bit. Let's talk wrestling real fast to end the show. We're already an hour and 13 minutes in. So um, 
I do want to hit real quick on on Halloween Havoc. Had a couple new champions, right? New women's champion Mandy Rose, new ta- women's tag champs, the Toxic Attractions, Mandy Rose's faction, uh, new tag champs Imperium beats MSK, mm-hmm. and I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. and Champa retained. Champa retained over Braun Breaker, but Braun Breaker clearly being positioned as a new star. Thoughts on NXT 2.0? Um, I'm really digging it. I, I can it's similar to me the way the Lions just kind of went head first and said, "All right, we're gonna rebuild it, tear it down, let's do it." Yeah. I think NXT did the same thing. We went, "All right, let's go, See, new so, stars, we're gonna so try it out." NXT, <laughs> so NXT, I should do a different comparison. Yeah. NXT to me is like, um, like the Red Wings to me, mm-hmm. where they have a whole bunch of new talent, but I don't really know who any of them are yet. Right. Yeah. And so I'm not like bought invested. in. Because I'm not invested because I can't say that you're the keeping pistons. an eye on it, but yeah. you're like at the same time, I'll wait. <laughs> yeah, like the Pistons, yeah. I'm invested in because I like yes. all their talent. Yes. So I'm like, I'm ready to watch that. Yep. That's how NXT, like when I first started watching right, NXT, right. was, sure. was like, sure. yep. you had like all these guys. I was like, I'm pumped to watch all of you guys do your thing. Yep. But like now I'm like, okay, I don't really know who Braun Breaker is or I don't know who some of these tag teams are and stuff. So I'm trying to like yep. figure it out still. Yep. Yep. So I'm like, it's like the Red Wings where I'm like, I'm going to watch it. But I'm right. like not invested yeah. in the storylines yet until yep. I see. Wow, Brown Breaker just had a five star match. Thank Champa. God! Thank God they're on Tuesdays, not Wednesdays, because that way it makes it so much easier to oh, watch it is, everything. Because, oh, because you're so not. Much I don't think. Yeah, it would be yeah. tough to watch. Yeah, both right. and exactly. Be invested in everything. Um, I'm really digging it though. I'm really digging the fact they went head first in it. They know they have to create new stars. Best way to do it. Yeah. Give new guys opportunities. I think Brown Breaker is legitimate. I think at some point his name's got to change, but I think he as a talent. Is going to be a star, and I think I think one good thing that they got WWE written all over. I think I think one good thing that they have going for them too is Mm -hmm. because Vince McMahon is more hands on hands on with it. They have a better chance of transferring well to the main roster. Yes, absolutely. Because with uh, Triple H doing it, I think the product was better when Triple H was at it. But at the same time, it's like, but when they leave, Vince is like, well, I have a different vision for this guy. Right, and I also think think they'll bring over Braun Breaker exactly how he is to Raw, Mm -hmm. and so it'll be a better transition for everyone. And if you like him in NXT, you'll like him on the main roster. I'm also enjoying the fact that I did feel like at the end of the old NXT, it kind of felt stale. I felt yeah. like they were kind of spinning their wheels trying to find that next thing to kind of latch onto. I don't think the carry and cross experiment worked as well as they hoped it did. Yeah. Um, I still think there's time, obviously, for him. I mean, he's got he's got main event written all over him. Um, but um, I do think this has been a nice shot in the arm for the product as as a whole, right? Because it is new. It's it's exciting. It's it's we're trying to we're trying to elevate new stars, and that's that's at the end of the day that's what you want out of NXT is you want new stars you know mm-hmm. um yeah is it become more of a developmental brand again a little bit yeah maybe a little bit but you know what the fact that we still have a good quality product i think the match quality has not suffered i think they've got a lot of really good things going on right now so i i couldn't be mad about 2. i hate the fact that they call it NXT 2.0 i think that's stupid yeah. but you know i digress I agree. um I agree. last topic i want to talk about today um, Ring of Honor makes an announcement. We don't talk about Ring of Honor much, but they make an announcement about they let everybody out of their contracts immediately. Their final show is going to be Final Battle in December, um, and then basically they're going to be taking like a three-month hiatus to re-platform, re-envision what Ring of Honor is going to be, more fan-inclusive. It's um, – you know, we're reading some articles. Basically, it's going to be more similar to a, a more traditional indie setup where they don't have guys signed exclusively. It's going to be more like PWG in California or GCW, which we're going to see a show with them mm-hmm. in a couple weeks. Um, thoughts on this? I mean, they've been hurting for a while. 
Yeah. Um, but thoughts on them? I th- I think on with repurposing. Do you yeah. think? Hold on. Do you think this is the end, or do you think they're actually going to come back? I think they'll come back. I do too, and I hope that they do. Um, but I'll let you finish. Yeah. I mean, they already announced that they're going to do their supercar yeah, super in April. In April. Yeah. So like, they already announced a show. Yeah. So I'm assuming they're going to come back. Yeah. And I actually like with how wrestling is right now outside yeah. of wwe with yeah. like everyone going anywhere yeah i do like the idea of not having signed guys yeah. and just because like you could just build a card well, based on talent like, pool i mean can it just real quick think about this roster for a second okay tomaso champa adam cole kyle o'reilly bobby fish kevin steen matt taven mike bennett the briscoes bully ray jay lethal all on the same roster at the same Kevin Steen. Did yeah. I mention him already? Yeah. Kevin Steen. Yeah. Um, who else? Hold on. Not done yet. Hold on. Wait for it. Roderick Strong. Um, no, not at that time. He already he was already gone at this oh. point. But um, I don't know what anyway. you're going for. Well, so. I'm, 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 gonna, I'm just trying to think here of anybody else. Um, BJ Whitmer, Jimmy Jacobs, all these guys, Adam Page, all the, the, y- the Young Bucks, Cody, mm-hmm. Marty Skrull, all these guys are on the roster at the same time time for yeah. ring of honor and they're all now on television outside of Taven and mike bennett because they're still in the ring of honor and and marty scroll yeah of he's, other in, reasons. Like, he's in puerto rico trying to revive his career but <laughs> uh i just saw that he just had like a random i was like yeah he was at, like, at some point i'm sure he does and that yeah. sidetrack anyway that was at one point their roster yeah. ring of honor's roster think about that mm-hmm. and where they're all at now mm-hmm. that is what ring of honor was there is no way you can recover. I mean, yeah. shit. The Bucks, Adam Page, and Cody all left at the same time. You know what I mean? And then at one point, Fish, Cole, and O'Reilly, Champa all left in a very short amount of time too. It, that's a lot of talent yeah. that you had developed, cultivated, made stars, and left you. And the fun part now is that if they do this new idea like yeah. PWG does, yeah. is you can sign on like, oh, we're going to have Cole versus – yeah. Yeah, right. You know, exactly. Name a guy uh-huh. for like a one match thing yeah, at this show right. in yeah. California or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you have more of a instead of being okay, we're gonna have all these certain guys a set here, roster. Here, a set roster. Now it's fluid. It's, it's every week. It's like, hey, we're I I like when you buy tickets. Like I promise we'll get some big names, but we don't know who they are yet. But like yeah. we're gonna get Bandito. It's gonna be, and we're, yeah. it's and gonna we're gonna, be gonna a get Matt David. Show. Yep. But then you're also gonna pull in the Adam Coles, and mm-hmm. you can maybe get like a Kenny Omega appearance yep. or a Jay White appearance right. for just like one night only mm-hmm. here in you know. Yeah. Chicago, we're gonna bring yeah, in these absolutely. guys, yeah. and so it will make for more fun experiences. Yeah. Being like the shocking, like, oh my god, I can't believe Jay White or Will yeah. Osprey just showed up for this one right, night right. only event. Yeah. So I think it'll be, I think it's probably a better route how wrestling is right now. now. Yeah, they were, they went from being a sell, a healthy alternative to WWE, yeah, to and being a farm, a breeding system really yeah. for them to now. They were struggling so hard. I mean, you don't have national television like the other guys. Sinclair, it's not available to everybody. Um, and your talent pool was so much more shallow after all those guys left. They never recovered. Yeah. When the Bucks and Cody left, you never really recovered. Like Cole yeah. left re- right before them. Um, you know, all your main event guys really left, you know, outside of Lethal, you mm-hmm. know, where you had to bring in Roosh. You had to, you know, elevate. Um, you know, Taven had to take that next step, right? Mm-hmm. And you had to have some of these guys where you're like Dalton Castle had to step. And you're like, okay, you really, it, you know, that final battle the last year that um, uh, Cody faced Jay Lethal for the title, mm-hmm. that was their last show where everybody went, 
this is it. Yeah. And you felt it. You really it, did feel it. It was kind of like um, Wrestle Kingdom 13 yes. for New Japan. Yes. Where you had the Bucks and mm-hmm. Cody and Kenny in yep. the main event versus it, Tanahashi. It definitely felt like, and you were like, this is an end of an era here. Yeah. And yep. we're, we're starting the new like yep. thing. Thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it did start because you had the two yeah. Wrestle Kingdoms after that and yep. everything else. So it was like a new start of an era, and this yeah. is a new start of an era for, for, for Ring of Honor. Honor. And I hope that they come back. And I and I, you know, I'm very interested to see what they do at Final Battle. If they're going to crown new champions, if they're going to just going to vacate everything, I don't know what the deal is mm-hmm. right now. So it's going to be an interesting time. Um, I'll still go to the shows. I mean, I, I, think, I think very they could affordable. Be, I think I was, it's going to be great. I, I always had be, a good time at Ring of Honor shows. I think they do a great job. You meet the you meet the guys. Yeah. Well, all I stuff. think I think you have a more fun opportunity going because. Yeah. Instead of going, okay, so, like, there is one nice thing of, okay, so Matt Taven's, like, signed to a contract, so you know Matt Taven's going to be there, right. or you know this guy. Right, right. But, like, the whole Forbidden Door thing where it's mm-hmm. like, wow, you could randomly just get Suzuki, or you yeah. could get Jay White, or Austin. Yeah, like, right. literally anybody that's not yeah. basically in WWE, right. you could basically get on these shows. It's, Absolutely. like, a fun fun thing to have coming yeah. in. I think I think it's I think it's going to be extremely exciting. I hope they do come back. Like I said, Ring of Honor has generated so many stars. I mean, look at a, look at WWE and AEW's roster. They're all there. Yeah. AJ Styles was there, Samoa Joe, he was there, Brian Danielson, CM Punk. The list is legitimately endless with the amount of stars that are currently on your television screen every single week on whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday Friday. Friday, doesn't matter. Hell, even Thursday, if you're watching Impact somehow, they, you know, like they were, most of them were there yeah. at, at some point. I mean, shit, TNA in the early years, that's all it was, was Ring of Honor, guys. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, they Ring just all went to TNA because they got guaranteed money. So it is exciting. I'm, I'm assuming some guys are going to wind up popping up somewhere else. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Jay Lethal show up somewhere. I wouldn't be shocked to see Matt Taven and Mike Bennett show up somewhere. I think I think Jay Lethal especially I think could do really good in WWE yeah. personally. Yeah. I think a lot of it would be kind of nice because I think losing that kind of company mm-hmm. to guarantee kind of contracts. Yeah. I think could could help like the NWA and Impact. Yes, who are bas- absolutely. Who are basically the same yes. as you. But you could basically if you could just sign Matt Taven mm-hmm. and Jay Lethal, Jonathan and, Gresham, and, and all these guys. And yeah, Gresham, and you could just import yes. them into Impact. Yeah. United Wrestling Impact. Network that Dave Marquez has got started up there. Um, you know, there's a lot of smaller companies that listen. They may not have guaranteed money, but they you can sign on and you can help grow something that's already kind of up and running. Yeah. Right. So. Um, I'm digging it though. I, I, it, they needed something. Mm-hmm. We've, we, we haven't talked about Ring of Honor in a while for a long time, and there's a reason. It just yeah. hasn't been good. There, no, there hasn't really. been enough to to draw you in in that way. Mm-hmm. Now you're hopefully gonna see that, right? So I, I'm, I'm really excited for them, and I hope, I hope we, I hope we don't lose it because that would be yeah. a real big shame. They, they've been around a long time, almost yeah. two years. It's just, you know, whatever. So it's just, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But all right, guys, that's gonna be it for this week's show. Though next week, you know, we'll be talking. I don't know. Oh, we'll be talking. We'll probably be talking full gear, right? It's yeah. Full gear. Yeah, we'll be previewing full yeah. gear for sure. Someone will be going to the theater with me to watching it, though. What? Why yeah. Because didn't you have? Don't you have a show to go to or something? Uh, is it on the thirteenth or the twelfth? Thirteenth. I think I'll be okay. That's a Sunday. Saturday. No, I think I think the thirteenth is a. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Are we sure? I'm hundred um, percent sure. Crap! It is a set. No, no. Oh yeah, you're right. Son of a b. Yeah, you're right. I suck. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to go to that. I gotta. I gotta God bless it. Ah, I thought uh, it was on a Sunday. I was like, you're a liar. And uh, I went, no, I'm a liar. I, was I say, suck. Our, our GCW yeah, show is ta- Friday the twelfth. Yeah, and I, I've got. I'm going to see Burt Kreischer at the Fox on Saturday. I didn't. Well, if they would announce their pay per view dates like WWE does a year in advance. Would help. 
Dang it. The funny thing is they did, then they changed it to a weekly. <laughs> so stupid. Ugh. Damn it. Anyway, yes. Um, so Mike will be there on scene at an Imagine Theater near you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's going to be it for this week's show. We'll be, previewing, we'll be previewing Full Gear. Probably do another Pistons check-in now that we had a full week of Cade Cunningham action. That'll be nice. Um, I'd like to see Maybe we'll talk about a Lions win. I say that as a teaser, already knowing you guys already know the result of the <laughs> <Yeah>. game. <laughs> but that's okay. That's going to be it for this week's show, guys. On behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he's the Merck's own Mike Merkel. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Medica, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.